0: (laughs) hey welcome to the happy rant podcast i am ted cluck joined as always in studio by barnabas piper and ronald j martin and boys we are going to be joined as always in louisville soon uh october 22nd live in louisville uh, I am very excited. We are, uh, we are gearing up for this thing, selling tickets online at HappyRantPodcast.com. And uh, boys, this is real. This is a real event. It's happening in uh, a church, a hipster church uh, in Louisville. I know that's shocking for Louisville. But uh, going to be at a hipster sojourn church in Louisville. And uh, I, for one, am very, uh, very stoked. Um, also have Lagarus Roasters coffee available at HappyRantPodcast.com. Uh, get a pound of the Happy Rant Signature Blend, brew some up, and enjoy it as you listen to this program. And and boys, I'm guessing... Ted, I did want to mention as well, We last
1: episode we mentioned that we have a, a few tickets that a generous donor gave us for... Uh, specifically for seminary and college students or anybody who's just cash-strapped, really, who wants to come to the event. So if you're local to Louisville, if you're paying off student loans, we had somebody who hit us up and said, hey, I'm not in seminary anymore, but I'm still paying off that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you send us a Facebook message, so the Happy Rent Podcast to to our Facebook page, and just basically hashtag it, I'm with us, and just say... Hey, I'm in for one of those tickets. We still have some of those available. And that, that donor was super generous and just wanted to make it available for people because he remembered what it was like to want to go to something and 10 bucks might have been a stretch. And yeah. so. We have those available, shoot us a Facebook message and uh, we will shoot you instructions on how to redeem your free ticket because of course, redemption is right. something that we have to fit into every podcast. Um, redeem so time. Facebook message, yep, redeem your ticket, redeem the time, redeem October 22nd. And <laughs> uh, we would love to have you there. So Boyce College students, Southern Seminary students, or anybody
0: else in the Louisville area, or if you want to drive in for it. So hit us up, we've got a ticket for you. We appreciate that wealthy benefactor, just kind of a philanthropist. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we. I mean,
1: it's it's amazing to me that uh, that we have wealthy benefactor listeners. They should they should benefact us.
0: They should benefact us. That's how glamorous the show is, though. That's the that's kind of the level we're reaching here, pipe. Um, and it's amazing because given what we what, what we talked about off the air, where um, there are certain things that if you are those things, you can also be a jerk, but you're still kind of a saint and none of us have those things you know what i mean so it's I'm, true i'm just going to leave that i'm going to leave that there and people can infer what they want to infer about that but um, you know we have none of those easy kind of you know you're a jerk but a saint kind of kind of things working for us yeah, and when you're when you're a middle class white male you're the devil uh, basically which i'm reminded of daily by my college students who are also middle <laughs> class and white but but you know they they get a special college students get a special exemption. Like you get to pretend that you're, that you're whatever in college and you can still hate middle class white people. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's like you can, you can come from a wealthy family, but still experience
1: poverty for a short amount of time while never missing a meal. It's this cool, amazing, oh, fabulous like fabulous. You have the safety net underneath your poverty. Yes. So you still are like, Oh, I was scrounging for coins in the couch cushions to buy a pizza, mm-hmm. but there's also a dining hall. So, or I could just call, call my rich dad, you. you know, and,
0: and. You would, yeah, take care of it. <laughs> but refill my here.
1: canteen account at college,
0: right? Right. No, it's it's or it,
1: camp or whatever this is.
0: Man, it's an amazing heady time, you know. And and I think as a professor, I would have access to that. You know what I mean? I could still be smug and insufferable in the same way as if I wanted to, and that might be a thing, fellas, that I'm going to explore in the next couple of years. So mm. if I mm. become that way. Um, just know that it's it's the academy. You know what I mean? It's it's academia doing it, and, and- it's not you, baby. We know it's not you. It's, it's not me. The, it's the it's the guy it behind was, the guy behind. The it guy. was we done to you. It was That's done to right. me, exactly. So I'm the victim, victim of circumstance. I'm the one who's hurting and wounded. And boys, something we're not going to be in in Louisville is hurting or wounded because we're going to have sheet cake. Uh, someone's going to bring us a huge sheet cake and Legaris Roasters coffee, and I'm guessing both of these things. Are things that are not going to be available to one Ron Martin uh who's on the whole thirty diet. Oh. And baby, listen to me. I know nothing. Talk, I know-
2: Talk comfort to me. Talk comfort to me,
0: right? Baby, now. I know zero about the whole thirty diet. So I want you to explain to me what it is and what kind of what kind of situation you're going through here vis a vis your nutrition, because I um I don't know. I don't do these things. So uh tell me what you're going through.
2: Yeah, baby, I appreciate that that care and concern. Um, I, you know, I, I wish I could explain the whole 30. Un, you know, unfortunately, Big M has taken the lead on this one. All I know is that I can't have carbs, I can't have sugar, I can't have grains. So what we're looking at is... <laughs> Uh, no, I can have some carbs, yeah. but I can't have grains. I can't have bread. I can't have sugar. So it's a lot of it's a lot of eggs. It's a lot of chicken. Mm. It's a lot of vegetables. It's a lot of fruit, mm-hmm. and it's lacking all of the things that I have come to love in life, right. which is you know candy and sheet cakes.
0: Mm, you know, like the donuts. kind of like
2: the kind of goods that we're gonna have at, at, at live in Louisville. So, uh,
0: so you're kind I'm of sorry, lacking Louisville. the things that make life life essentially.
2: I, I am lacking so much right now that mm. um I yeah that it would it would take uh yeah it would it would take can hours for me to get out my angst. Yeah, I can have coffee. Good, but if you're gonna ask me if I can have cream in my coffee, and I'm a cream and sugar kind of coffee sure. guy, I'm a, I'm a let's turn coffee into milkshakes kind of a guy. Right. So yeah, I'm drinking that stuff black and bitter and sour, and it's it's been acidic like you know, a lot of sanctification going on right yeah. now. If I'm gonna be honest, so you're finally
0: drinking it. coffee like a hipster. So, I,
2: I actually am. Yeah, way, actually
0: am. I'm racing a, a, a full circle kind of experience. Now, oh, we are. yeah, absolutely. I want you to tell us, I want you to rank on a scale of one to 10, where you're at, like mood wise or emotionally right now, because I know that like taking out a lot of foods can affect, you know, just kind of where you're at, like, like mood wise. So yeah. one being, I want to kill everyone. And 10 being I'm as happy as I've ever been. Where are you at? Like numerically on that scale?
2: yeah I would say numerically i'm I'm more sad than angry Interesting. you know i'm not,
0: you're glum I'm
2: dealing yeah, I'm not dealing with angst, mm. I'm dealing with some glumness, mm. you know what I mean I'm dealing with the reality that since I moved to Ohio and I experienced this thing called winter, yeah. which is this white powdery stuff that comes from the sky i I noticed that i. Every year, I gain weight during that time sure. because my wife
0: likes to cook things. Well, and it's the only and way I like to eat. emotionally get through this six month. Absolutely, yeah. And
2: I like to eat the things she cooks, yep. and she's a good cook, right? Kind of like Double K, absolutely. And so that that's a that's struggle. Just
1: science that's what bears do they eat to survive winter? Like, I know,
2: I know. And so it makes total I total sense I put, to me, I put on that ten to fifteen, and I just have never really taken it off. Yeah. As embarrassing as it is to say, and so we just had to finally take some drastic measures. I mean, me and Big and I mean, we've been good eaters. There's just been a little too much sugar in in our diet the last like seven years, so that's really what we're trying to eliminate. Kind of reverse some of the trends in the Martin Eating Plan, Mm -hmm. and uh, and and I we've already lost some weight. Like I'm already I'm I'm already feeling better. So it's that Mm -hmm. thing where you're I'm almost halfway through it. So it's that thing where you experience feeling better and I feel sharper. The military jackets are fitting
0: a little looser. Yeah, all
2: the clothing, man. All the clothing is all all the skinny jeans are a little skinnier. right, Right, everything. Yeah. Everything is everything is fitting a little bit nicer. And again, why am I doing this, boys? It's not just for me. It's for you. It's for live in Louisville. Oh. That's the motivation. Baby, are
0: you dieting down for live in Louisville? You're looking at this as a gig. You're like, I, I'm going to be on stage. I need to look. Famous.
2: I can't look at it any other way. I mean, that's my life. That's my background, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, I, I'm looking at it like I got to prepare. It's like an award show. I'm yeah. just doing yeah, what I got to do in the moment. You yeah, know? We've all seen
1: the comeback tours where people came back and you were like, ooh, that, I don't know. I don't know if that should have been done either right. now or, you know, there's some certain things needed to happen before you came back. You can't wear those leather pants. Right. And so um, I'm
2: trying to avoid that because I want, yeah. boys, I want to be able to wear those leather pants. All right. Hashtag, and we want, I want to be able to, to wear well. those
1: leather pants.
2: So that's the goal. That's the goal for, so, uh, for live and lose,
1: Ronnie, my understanding of the Whole30 is that it comes with two primary benefits. One is, as you mentioned, the loss of pounds. The other is public self-flagellation. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been properly sharing publicly to everybody who can see your posts and hear your voice huge. to say all of the things you can't eat, exactly how miserable it's making you feeling? Because I, I think that actually aids the weight loss process. That's what I gather, given how everybody else does it. burn calories doing that.
2: that. You actually can. Yes, That's you also a good
1: burn point. Burn my brain cells, which I, there's probably a benefit in that too.
2: Yeah. So okay. So I, I'm trying not to be that guy. I only like to, with the exception of right now, I only like to discuss whole thirty, which I like to call very unwhole thirty, uh, with other people that are that are in the middle of it, so that we, so that it's not something that people are looking at me and being annoyed with and bored with. So there's a bunch of unwhole thirty people right now in the church, and so we we uh, we chat. That's what we're doing.
1: So. Has anybody done a Christian spinoff called like the Holy Thirty? Ooh, I like that. You know, just to sort of to sort of extend that out. so you know, kind of like there was like the Daniel plan where they're like, oh, they mentioned food in the Bible. Let's turn that into a uh, a diet and a way to make money. Yeah. Has anybody done the I'm, Holy Thirty? Have you that done that, that Ronnie?
2: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm taking a lot of notes right now and I'm trying to t- trying to ink this deal with Crossway to to
0: do just that. The dude will be Crossway's first 30. diet book. I love it. And the forward will be by Don Carson. By
2: Don Carson, I think he has a lot of experience. It'll in be the like Whole30. a twelve
0: thousand word white paper on on the holy. When Church. I think of two
2: guys that might have a lot of experience with Whole Thirty, the first names that come to mind are Don Carson and maybe Jim
0: Packer. You now, know, Pipe. Do you do any of these crazy diets? You strike me as just a naturally lean person who doesn't have to do a whole lot of this nonsense. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, I.
1: I refuse to do anything that I don't think I'll be able to do for the next five
2: years. Mm-hmm. Like the Again, whole thirty, spoken is 30. from a guy that doesn't have to do it, Pipe. Remember what you just said. Oh, false. A guy that's, that doesn't have to do it because he's like skinny as a rail.
1: <laughs> that's, I, uh, that's not true. Like two years ago, I was 20, 25 pounds heavier than I am now. Pipe, so, I
2: literally think you're lying. Excuse, uh, audience, give goodness. us a minute here. Dude, I need to see photo evidence of that.
1: It is a true statement. I was I was over two hundred and twenty pounds, which at six two is not like I wasn't like rolling around anywhere. But the product of traveling for work and enjoying too many uh, Coca Colas and sugar things in my diet and not moving enough. And so, I just, my goal is just to do things that I can do sustainably because I know that I can't follow a diet for more than about two weeks before. Because, Ted, I, unlike Ronnie, I would not be glum. Mm-hmm. I would be violent. Yes. <laughs> I would be angry. I would kick every living thing that got within striking range. Yeah. I, it, it would just be ugly and I would be insufferable, as I mean, more insufferable than I am. Yeah. And uh, so, no, the diet thing does not work for me. Yeah. So, I simply need to
0: exercise regularly and occasionally lay off the, uh, the sweets. Yeah. Same, baby. Hmm. Same. Yeah. I, I, uh, I did one of these goofy things last fall and, um, kind of like you and Ron, I vacillated between just deep soul crushing despair and rage. (laughs) That's, that's like the headspace that I was in. And I lost like two pounds. Um, yeah, I just can't talk myself into it. If I'm that miserable, you know
1: what makes me happy? Eating what you want. Donuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I mean, you guys are kind of—you
2: guys are kind of like talking about the issue, though. So that—that's good. That's good. You guys are kind of seeing what emerges here when you when you talk about the issue of food. And see, I—I I mean, I what struggle I, with—I struggle with food. I'm a food struggler, right? Why is this a struggle? Stranger, but I'm baby. also. I'm- It's not a struggle. Because I love it, because I love it, and I love sweets to the point of ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. Like, when I watch Great British Baking Show Big Mm -hmm. T, like, I literally am just, like, I'm, like, vacillated. Like, I'm pumped, I'm excited, like, I'm cheering for it. Like, it's one of those sports games. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing that, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like, dude, like, a a raspberry roll, (laughs) like, shouldn't make me that excited.
0: No, but they look really good on that show,
2: though. Oh, they look insanely ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't do these diets anymore. I, I just realized, like, you hit a certain age, and you're just the size you're going to be. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I can live with that. Wait, have
2: you given up? I mean, is that what I'm I'm hearing? not giving up. I, you... I,
0: dude, I'm just always the same size. Like, I'm a pretty big guy. Like, uh, I'm I'm six 6'2", like, 230 or whatever, and it, I think I carry it pretty well, but, um, you know, I could diet, like, crazy. I could, you know, eat, like, four things and... You know, I get down to like 228 and what, what do you know? I look like the same person. You know what I mean? I, I don't all of a sudden look like Chris Hemsworth because I've done the whole 30. You know what I mean? I look like me, uh, except like two pounds lighter, you know, or I could kind of let myself go for a couple of weeks and get up to like 234 and, and big deal. I still look like me. You
2: know? I like the practical nature of what you're saying. Yeah. For us it's just trying to be more healthy. That's it, man. The weight is the weight. You're right. Once you get to once you get into like thirties, forties, you look like what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it is what it is. But then I mean, to to a point now, if if I ate All of the foods that Ronnie just mentioned, which all sound delicious, the raspberry rolls, the whatever from the the British baking show, I I could put on 30 pounds in, like,
2: three weeks. Yeah, but, Pipe, do you have a sweet tooth? See, what I'm describing is something about me that craves those foods so bad. Like, I know some guys don't struggle with those foods. Like, dude, I just— I just struggle with cakes and, like, you know, candy. I just love that. I would eat that stuff all day, and that would be all I ever ate. Like, I love that. No, candy. I mean, I
1: enjoy them. It's, it's take it or leave it. For me, it's more like I'll just eat a lot of whatever's in front of me. So, okay. you know, you, you, you get takeout Chinese, and you're like, oh, there will be enough for leftovers. No, there won't. Not if I'm involved. <laughs> We're putting it all away right now. We're putting all the large servings of everything away because I because food is delicious. Which and, is equally like just as
2: bad as eating sweets if you're eating all that kind of right. Process. So and yeah, so
1: it's it's so for me it's just a matter of like no I have to I have to I have to eat half of the the serving not the whole thing so no it's uh yeah. so boys I don't have a sweet tooth
0: like can that. we covenant can we together moderators? that we're all we're all gonna eat the sheet cake in Louisville right like Ronnie you're not gonna be like oh I can't oh, have that because I'm
2: oh boys I mean I'm gonna be if if yeah if I couldn't eat the sheet cake it would it would have meant that I did the whole sixty and that's yeah. probably not gonna happen so I'm no I'm I appreciate all in for the sheet I
1: appreciate cake. your planning Ronnie this was really good because you will. You will have wrapped up your whole 30. You'll have, Absolutely. like, you'll be on the upswing. Like, your mood will have improved, and you can have sheet cake. That was be really excellent planning. I'm going to be
2: I'm going to be looking good. I'm going to be feeling good. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a, f- you know, I'm going to have a fresh outlook on life, and I'm just going to devour that
0: sheet cake. Folks, this has been three straight men talking about their diets for the past 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> until next time, Rachel the Hell Evans. <laughs> no kidding, kidding. I want to talk about another crazy thing and a thing that like involves somebody getting really gaunt. And uh, I'm I'm not body shaming or judging this person, but uh, Jim Carrey has been um, filmed lately saying some crazy things, and uh, I I like this. I like this kind of you know Jim Carrey because he's sort of uh, he he's at that point in his career where he's just openly mocking red carpets and award shows and all the other ridiculous crap that you have to do when you're involved in the movie industry. And, uh, but people are, people are posting these things and saying how crazy he is and he's getting all existential and he's getting all kind of Andy Kaufman-y about it, which is one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies. The one uh, where he plays Andy Kaufman uh, called Man on the Moon. And uh, I want to know what you guys make of it because Jim Carrey is kind of of our generation, so if you if you grew up in a certain area, you were a young kind of adult or college student in a certain area. Jim Carrey movies were sort of a part of your your life. So, pipe, what do you make of this? Yeah, so
1: i I didn't really clue into this until I mean I knew that he was sort of he had gone through some rough times. My understanding is that it, like a fiance or a girlfriend of his had uh, had committed suicide. Oh, wow. I saw that he may have contributed to that by being. A very difficult person to live with, possibly verbally abusive. And so this is sort of a swing where he's sort of self-examining and different things like that. But I saw a video that was, that went, went pretty viral a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. I can't remember. It's kind of, kind of in that time range about him delving into painting as sort of a self, you know, self-exploration and the beauty of creation. And he even got into talking about Christ and the, the, the significance of Christ. But not in a way. But in a way that was sort of from the outside looking in, sort of the way one might talk about Gandhi right. or talk about um, you know a profound religious figure, and and it sounded very much like the you know the Book of Ecclesiastes minus God. Um, you know, sort of vanity of vanities, searching for meaning. You know, he's like, I've been to the mountaintop, and and this that's sort of the you know even the red carpet thing. That's sort of the the tone of it. And the sad thing is, I think in retrospect, you could kind of see it coming because somebody who is as manically funny as Mm -hmm. he was and just like bizarre and out there and always, like, always taking it to 11, you just know that there's another side to that because nobody's that way in a healthy way. You know, Robin Williams is another example of somebody who was manically funny, but would kind of have this this darker underside. Chris Farley, same Mm -hmm. thing. And, uh, you know, you can go back, Belushi. And so it's, uh, you kind of had to see it coming, I guess. Um, It's, people have talked about how beautiful it is and how profound it is. And I'm like, it's profoundly empty. Mm -hmm. Because he's saying a lot of true things with no conclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the emptiness of this and this, the beauty of painting, the pursuit of these Mm -hmm. things. But there's nothing there that like wraps it up and is like, and here is an answer. Here's the answer. So it, it it's more profoundly depressing to me than sure. it is, um, than it is like, man, that's so
0: beautifully reflective. It's like reflective on staring into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think it's interesting that he did talk about Christ and assuming, assuming Jim Carrey becomes a believer, and assuming we could get him to replace one of the like four guys that they always get to speak at GECO. On the main stage, big R, who would you who would you replace with Jim Carrey? You know what I'm saying? So if you could take one of those four main stage dudes and get him off the lineup and, and put Jim Carrey in, who would you who would you boot from the lineup to put in Jim Carrey? uh baby, you just put me in the biggest no win sitch like. I know, because you're trying to work these guys that. and you got irons in the fire. I know that, baby, <laughs> but it's okay.
2: Gosh, if I was going to put up, uh, I mean, you know, so TGC did that thing where they, they brought in Ben Sass, you know, they got political yep. last year. I mean, so they could easily, they, he could easily be sort of their of the moment kind of a yep. guy if they thought that he was legitimately like evangelical enough. Right. But I, that would probably take some years, right? Yeah. <laughs> to get Carrie from, from existential quoting Ecclesiastes, super depressed. We just hope he's going to be okay, Jim Carrey. To a guy that's going to be up there and going to be talking about his life. Dude, and you got to prove it to these reform
0: way. guys. They're not just going to put you on stage. You got to you got to write eight to ten GCO pieces, and you know you got to show some some chops in some other areas. Yeah, just...
2: yeah. Carrey's going to have to do ben, multiple. Apparently, Ben right Sass ago. used
1: to be like. Ben Sasse used to be like on the board of some reformed committee for something or other, you know, some yeah, Presbyterian yeah. something. So like, yeah, he's he's got his uh, he's he's got his his credentials oh, in ladder. The so when the, he was on that, he stage, had the chops. He, like, he had the back he, yes. Yeah, he's yes. got like he's got the Calvinist pin. He he earned his Calvinist yep. ribbons. Yep.
2: But I mean, I think with you know, I think with Kerry, everybody is a little afraid right now because they're seeing like like most of the time when you heard about Robin Williams or these guys. Um, you know, it all comes out that they were exhibiting behavior behind the scenes, like Jim Carrey is right mm-hmm. now, and so we're we're seeing Jim Carrey, who for some reason is is uh, happy to just sort of make this explicit, and so to see, you know, I saw the interview that he did for like Entertainment Tonight, I saw a clip of it and um you know the the inner you know the interviewer this woman is just like i don't even know what to do with this he's coming in and he's saying i just wanted to come to the most meaningless event i could possibly <laughs> think of and this is it and this is all meaningless and and everything we're doing is meaningless and again kind of like what uh pipe was saying it, it really is just a page you know from song of solomon um i'm sorry not from song of Sol- from solomon and um so I think a lot of people that I've talked to are like man this is not looking good like this is a guy that looks like he's in just the the clutch of total despair and it's so amazing that he's he's that close to the things that we would talk about in other words he's speaking a lot of truth right now with without the uh, without the remedy and I think you know there's probably a lot of people that are thinking oh Jim you're you're so close like you're like like you had some there, there's some revelation right now that's going on and you're just, you're not getting to uh, the root of the, the remedy. But so I, in a lot of ways, it's actually pretty sad. And it's just a commentary on that whole lifestyle, all of our lifestyles, mm-hmm. really. But that Hollywood lifestyle is so much more out in the open and so much more visible. And I think he's just seeing it for what it is. And again, this is not a guy that's lost everything. He still has a lot of money, still has a lot of, uh, and he's a guy that can probably still like command a pretty healthy paycheck, you know, if he were to do a new movie. So um, it's interesting commentary. It's,
1: it's, there was like a next level of, of, I don't know if depression is the right word, but just sort of sadness in the painting video where he's talking about Christ because, you know, you mentioned Ronnie, like he's so close. There's like this revelation, but I'm like, he's staring at the revelation. Right. And he doesn't see it. Yeah. Like he's talking about Christ like a, like a great literary hero. You know, it's like Atticus Finch or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and I'm like, yes, and not quite like so close, but, but so far away. And that's, that was the thing that got me was like, there's so much, like you said, there's so much truth that he said, and the answer is right behind him. And all he needs to do is turn around, but he just keeps facing the wrong direction.
2: I know. And it's like that frustration that we have as believers when you're like, oh my gosh, like the questions you're asking and the answers you're getting, like you're there, it's spot on. And they just can't, like, they, they have just not had that layer of just muck removed so that their eyes are, are opened yet. But it's, uh, man, it's it's really interesting, though. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, in a way,
0: he's really asking, like, all the questions that you would want your kids to ask. And he's, he's even absolutely. having the experience with Hollywood or with fame or with money or whatever that you would want someone you love to have. I mean, in a, in a way, it's more distressing to see somebody just diving headlong into, into that lifestyle and loving it and, and kind of being temporarily filled up by, it. you know, those are people who are eons away from, you know, anything of, of value, I think. But, uh, but, yeah, it'll be. When Kerry was the one who famously, you know, what was it, two or three years
1: ago got up and did an acceptance speech or an award speech. At, yes. I don't remember what it was, some Actors Guild thing, <laughs> where he was basically like money and fame account for nothing you know where he's like he's like I've I have made all of the money I have been as famous as anyone in in Hollywood I've done all this it's not the answer you know and so but again he's saying what's not the answer not what is the answer and so I mean this has been a, a multiple year process for him it's not like he just flipped a switch and went right. from you know uh Ace Ventura <laughs> or or you know Harry or Lloyd whichever yeah. one he was to to this guy he like this is this has been kind of a a threading out of things. Well, dude, for a even while.
0: his uh, like the arc of the kind of pictures that he's done has sort of reflected that. You know, I think it's hard to be it's hard to be a funny person in general because people just want you to be funny all the time. And especially with Carrie, whose comedy was so it was so kind of physical. People just wanted him to make funny faces. Um, but I actually think you know he went on to make some some really interesting, thoughtful movies. Do you guys uh, do you guys have a favorite Jim Carrey picture?
1: Um, I mean, his, his comedies, I mean, Dumb and Dumber is, is probably his best comedy comedy. I loved it, but I thought, uh, was it yeah, the Truman, Truman Show? was great. Was that the, Truman Show was one that, and I remember watching that cause it came on the heels of so many of his, like his kind of dumb over the top comedies that were hilarious. And it, and that's what I expected. I didn't know what I was getting into cause that, that came
0: out, what did that come out? 20, yeah, 20 years, years ago? ago? It's a Peter like Weir that. movie. So really, you know, kind of interesting director um super interesting subject matter and yeah that that i think was i don't know i might be getting the years wrong but i think that was his first kind of departure from super physical over the top comedy um right and that's
1: i think that's what struck me because i also realized oh he's a good actor like he's not just he doesn't just play you know the the, the you know the, the play-doh yeah, face guy yeah.
0: he's he's a really good actor what about you big our favorite jim carrey
2: yeah, I don't know. Gosh, I haven't. You know, uh, you know. Besides that penguin movie he made a few years ago, which you know no, no, nobody's uh, gonna Mr. Touch Popper's that. Penguins, classic. Um, <laughs> um, I the one I remember that kind of struck me. It, it didn't do well at the box office. Was with this movie called The Majestic, mm-hmm. and he kind of played just this. uh I don't know. I, I forget what it was. Kind of a guy going back to a small yep. town and you know, uh, re what revitalizing an old yeah. theater? I so, forget yeah. what it was, but, um, but it yeah, but it was, it was, it was one of those early ones that completely pulled him out of his normal role. And you were kind of like, like what pipe just said, it's like, oh, this guy can actually yeah. act like this. He's like, there's a lot of talent there. It's probably going to be largely untapped until he can get into that Robin Williams phase of his career and people will give him dramatic yeah. roles. But, uh, yeah, man, a really talented guy though. I mean, there's nobody's going to debate that. Yeah, and, for know? sure. So interesting places in life, so
0: right? For now, sure, so, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, it's Man on the Moon, the the Andy Kaufman biopic. Mm. Want-
2: I never saw that. Dude, I got to see that, gotta, so and good. I've never seen the Truman Show. Yeah, see, see the that, Truman
0: too. Show. See Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon has a lot of interesting commentary about just entertainment in general, but also blurring the line between like what is somebody's onstage persona and what's their real persona. When are they mm-hmm. acting? What are they just being themselves? Mm-hmm.
1: How much do you have to know about Andy Kaufman to appreciate that? Because I don't know anything about him, which is why I never saw that.
0: Because I was like, I imagine that Jim Carrey does a great job portraying somebody who not much. You could just read a Wikipedia page on Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman was a was a comedian who kind of like blurred those lines into like performance art set pieces, just in life, Mm -hmm. and um, it was like performance art that was actually funny and worth watching, as opposed to most performance art. So. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a really interesting concept, and I don't know how it did box office wise. I think it did quite well critically. Um, there's another one he did called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, oh, yeah. I think yeah, the girl from
2: I think it's a lot of yeah. Games. The
0: girl from Titanic was in that, and I remember that one being really good.
2: The reason I never
0: saw that is because of all the people who saw it or and loved, loved
1: it, insufferable uh, people who, probably. I, yeah, I looked at them and was like, "Oh, if they like it, I'd have no interest." in Yeah, it's in actually pretty it. good, man. I think, I think, yeah. You would it. yeah, all right. But you said you were striving to be smug and insufferable right oh, off I the am. top, like that was, that was yeah. your goal. So I don't. Know I'm a professor now,
0: you. so I can I can kind of legally be smug and insufferable. It's part of my job description. So um, <laughs> yeah. uh, now I'm now I'm having a crisis of whether or not I can trust. Ted's Take what opinion I'm saying with anything. a grain of salt, and in my opinion, is uh, obviously better than everyone else's. Yeah. You know. A grain of salt and a slice of avocado because exactly, you're smug and suffering. Exactly, absolutely. Boys, we've got time for one more quick topic before I have to go teach a class and be like professionally smug and insufferable. Um, mm. This is a question that Big R asked in, the, uh, in the, the pre-production meeting. And the question is this, what's the thing in your life that causes you to exclaim, why do I even try? I think this is interesting. Uh, Pipe, let's start with you. Um, what's the thing in your life that causes you to say, why do I even try? Yeah, so the way that Ronnie phrased it, because
1: I was asking, like, I, I thought this was in regards to the Whole30, because I was like, yes, why do you even try? But he said, no, this is the thing that you keep doing because it's just part of life, but you're constantly like, why do I even try this thing? And for me, the answer currently is uh, liking a middle schooler. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that I keep going, why is- do I even try Uh, and yet I keep, I keep doing it because it's part of my life as a father and I have a middle schooler now. Um, and it is, uh, it is a profound (laughs) challenge because they're not the most likable collection of people. And I think middle school teachers are either insane or saints. Um, I think junior high pastors, I know for a fact, junior high pastors are just insane. Um, and so yeah, I I don't know how people do it. They it's dude can every I, day.
0: Can I give Why you this I by way tried? of encouragement though. And and I would have been right there with you a year or two ago, but my son, my oldest son just started high school. He's a freshman. And man, I have to tell you, he like I don't know when it happened, but flipped the switch from being like that typical middle schooler of which you speak to like he's the most interesting, cool, thoughtful like, fun person to be around now. Like, we're legitimately buds. We enjoy the same stuff. Like, I enjoy time with him. And I, I think, as a parent, for a lot of your life, you're just trying to get to eight o'clock when you can like toss them into bed and be done with it for the day. But, um, but yeah, he's like legitimately fun to be around now. And I think you're, you're close to that, man. You're just a couple years away and uh, it's, it's coming. So, uh, so hang in there. Well, that is
1: encouraging because because the, the, the other switch was the one that flipped right at the gotcha. beginning of this school year. Like, so up through fifth grade, my daughter was mm-hmm. delightful. I mean, we had our moments, mm-hmm. like, just like any child. But like she's, like you said, funny, thoughtful. And and then like sixth grade started. And within a week of school starting, I was like, who is this awful creature who comes <laughs> home every day? I don't like her. Um and and so if the switch would flip off again or switch to something next, if that is coming, I will take great hope
0: in that because I love her. I don't always yeah, like I mean, her very yeah, much. I totally get mm. it. Big R, what about for you? What? Why do I even try? What's yours?
2: Yeah, man, gosh, I don't know. I probably should be careful on this one, but uh, Pike wasn't <laughs> careful at all, but um, just threw his daughter under the bus. So I guess I don't have to be no, super No, I, I threw middle schoolers under a bus yeah. of whom my daughter is one. I don't know. I, you know, being in the uh, you know being the resident uh, you know man of the, um, I don't know. I I think it kind of it kind of comes down to some things that as a pastor you you communicate o- over and over again in terms of importance levels of importance to your congregation, and then you know time after time you 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 may not see a lot of like particular fruit in that area, not individually, but even yeah. just as a church as a whole. And sometimes there there is sort of this there is sort of this thing in the life of a pastor, especially when you talk to other pastors, where that that kind of sentiment kind of comes out, which is like, "Dude, why do we even try?" And um, it's well, it's because it's our job to try. It's it's God's job to provide the fruit. Obviously, we believe that because we're 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 reformed, you know. But at the same time, there's this sense of like, like I can't believe how much I've talked about that, and yet it's like they don't listen. It's like mm. they don't hear. So they're just like middle schoolers. Uh, you know what? I mean, you said it, pipe. I mean, there it is, right there. You know, <laughs> that's that that phrase you
1: just said. I I don't know how many times I've said this, but they just don't listen. That's a conversation I have every day with my kids. Well, one of them in particular.
2: Yeah, and I think it's just it's kind of like the middle school process. Like you you wish your middle middle schooler was someplace that they're not yet, but they're getting there. And it's just like us. It's just like the congregations. You're just hoping that they're going to be in a place that they're not yet. Because for some reason, we just think that everything should go fast and nothing ever goes fast. And so I think it's the lack of fastness that causes you to say, like, why do I even try? It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But in the moment, it feels like it's never going sure. to happen because you can't That's see true. it happening. So it's uh, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I boys, mine is, uh, is completely you? different. You guys kind of yeah. took it to a deep level. I'm going to keep it on the shallow tip. So, uh, I, I have two nice. sons and, um, my why do I even try thing is, is cleaning because when my wife and kids are uh. gone, my house is immaculate. It looks like a, like a model home because I clean like an animal. Uh, but when they're around, I feel like I'm, I'm forever cleaning, but I'm like behind the The curve of like they trash it quicker than I can clean it. You know what I mean? And they're they're little boys, so they're tracking like dirt in from the from the yard. They they take like fifteen bags to school, like lunch bag, gym bag, backpack, uh, all of which just like gets trailed as soon as they come into the into the door after school. So um, yeah, my why do I even try thing is cleaning because like I think apart from them. I would have this like immaculate clean house in in probably a very empty existence, you know, and lonely. Um, but clean. And it would be it would be satisfying on that on that one level. Um, so I'm grateful for them. Baby you yeah, gotta that's yeah. that's, you that's probably what the
2: trade-off is for you, man. You gotta decide what what do you want. You want a family. Maybe I
0: like it clean this? though, and I, I, I like so I have an office on campus that I keep pretty clean. So I feel like that gives me the measure of control that I want. So I'm able to keep that space uh, pretty, pretty in Mac. And um, then I can go home and I can kind of deal with the. the...
1: That's the way my dad always kept his office. So he, he did most of his work from home and, you know, with four boys and a girl and a dog yeah. in the rest of the house, cleanliness was uh, mm-hmm. not always on on par. But his office was like I mean, it was like an <laughs> academic library, like. Books lined up, even wow. dusted. Everything just so on the desk. You know, it was it was his sanctuary. So you walk in there and you're like, "Oh, this this doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like anybody lives here." Well, that's because they don't. This is, you're like this, this, is, this is how the Dad sanctuary. would orient his life
0: if like we would lift a finger and clean everyone.
2: If only yeah. we didn't exist. This is the yeah, exact
1: life yeah. that this, pops would have. <laughs> and and again, and, and a, uh, an empty existence yeah. with books for friends, but uh, but a very clean. That's true. orderly, empty existence. Yeah, we got
2: to decide which one we want because you're, you're making. I know, baby. Semi-real. I do long for like, the cut uh,
0: time. i know, lie, but I know. But no, Gosh, I love, I love, I love the crazy people in my life, about. man. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're there. And, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are there. I'm not going to lie. This, uh, this has been good as it always is, boys. Um, it's always been, uh, in, enriching, encouraging. Um, I long for sheet cake at, uh, at live in Louisville. Like I'm just kind of looking toward that day Uh-oh. on the horizon, boys, where we can eat cake. Even
2: though you I can, can have, have it tonight, t- I can have whatever I want. like if you want a sheet cake tonight, yeah. you can go have it. I'm gonna
0: too. get off the air. I'm gonna go have a donut. I'm gonna have a you know a, a, a rich coffee, whatever. But uh, but but yeah, it'll still I'll still enjoy it in Louisville. I'm not gonna lie.
2: But baby, that's because you're in academia, right? So you can go to that like little like place, like in the in the university where they they probably have like an ongoing sheet cake being like sliced up. At, baby, like, all kidding aside, you know, things, you know who does right? the
0: baking for the hipster coffee shops here on campus? Double K. My lady does the oh. bakes, man. She does the, the huge like oversized wow. muffins and scones, and it's it's heavenly. Heavenly, oh, that's big. That's big.
2: Hey, maybe you could convince Double K to bring some, uh, you know,
0: to, to cook some, some private gin. I think that's, for, a, for that's a strong
2: possibility, man. A, to, for that's you a to strong. take to, a, to, to LIL, yeah.
0: you know? Yeah. I could see some man. some pumpkin chocolate chip oh. muffins in our feed. Oh, a little my breakfast. A little live in Louisville breakfast for the morning after. Can somebody please say Rachel the Held Evans so I can be I know. It's, with it's difficult, baby. Listen, you enjoy your quinoa salad today, okay? Um, a, little, a little quinoa. And don't don't forget it. Yeah, don't forget a uh, an, an egg over there easy you. on top
1: for
2: some protein. And I can only have vinegar and oil with that. So let me write that down to make sure. I Pipe was, another
0: dieting persona there. real quick before we go. Another kind of insufferable dieting persona is the person who insists that they love it. You know what I mean? Like I'm only eating quinoa and eggs, but I love it. I prefer this. This is you know this is how I've always wanted it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What do they? What, yeah. What do they call? Let's see. It's uh, oh, that's like Stockholm <laughs> exactly. syndrome with food. Yeah. You, are, you have fallen in love hostage. with
1: your captor. <clears throat> they, are, they are abusing you. They are treating you poorly. They are wrecking you. They are ruining your life, and you, you have existed, fallen in love, you love with it. them. Exactly.
0: And uh, I haven't it's met. It's good one to those see Ronnie here. in a
1: healthy place because he is not
0: making any of those claims. He is Come not on. claiming that he loves. You know what? This I like Piper. I like people yeah, who insist that 50. they love this nonsense, meaning our show. So if you haven't done so in a while, uh, log into iTunes, give us a five star fawning review. We're not interested in your honest review. If it's anything less than five stars, you can keep it to yourself. But uh, you want to give us a little five-star review, go into iTunes and do so. That helps us. Uh, that helps us get uh, ranked in like iTunes Germany and, and all the places around the globe where we're uh, huge, including Louisville, Kentucky. So until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by
1: Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast.
0: I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard
1: Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing.